Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one pious page of Talmud a day. Why pious? Because today's pages, Nazir 4 and 5, tell us one of those impossibly moving stories that only the Talmud can crank out. It stars none other than Shimon Tzadik, or Simeon the Just, if you're in that kind of mood, who was born sometime around 310 BCE and was the high priest in the Second Temple and one of the last members of the legendary Knesset Hagdola, or Great Assembly, a group of 120 sages and prophets who governed the Jews for generations. And in today's pages of Talmud, Shimon tells his students an unbelievable story. Once upon a time, he says, I was sitting in the temple when a shepherd came to offer his sacrifice. He was a really, really good-looking young man with piercing, gorgeous eyes and thick, beautiful hair. But he had taken the vow of the Nazir, which meant that once his sacrifice was accepted, he would have to shave his head. Why? I asked him, why? Would you ever be willing to have this beautiful hair of yours cut? And the young shepherd, Shimon Tzadik, continues, looks at me and tells me that he was sitting by the river one day and bent down to drink water when he caught a glimpse of his own handsome face. The sight, the shepherd tells Shimon Tzadik, made him think, well, let's just say impure thoughts about all the earthly pleasures he could pursue being such a fine-looking dude. A few heady moments later, the shepherd came back to himself and feeling really, really, really guilty for thinking such lustful thoughts, took a vow to become an Azir and eventually shave his head. Wicked one, the shepherd said to his own reflection. This beauty is not yours, and it will one day soon crumble into dust and worms. Shimon Sadiq recounts all this. Then he looks straight at his students and says, you know, guys, I was so moved by what the shepherd said that I lowered his head, kissed it, and told him, my son, may there be many more like you who do God's bidding. Now look, we have no way of knowing if Shimon Tzadik knew the Greek myth of Narcissus, but his tale sort of flips the Greek story on its head. Narcissus falls in love with his own reflection, falls into the pool, drowns, and turns into a flower. Shimon's shepherd feels a pang of pride followed by a bout of remorse that propels him to action. But the story doesn't end there. Its punchline, as is so often the case in the Talmud, is super subtle but mighty. At no other time, Shimon Tzadik informs his listeners, did I accept a sacrificial offering from anyone who had taken the Nazarite vow. Huh, why then would Shimon make an exception for this young shepherd? Now, ordinarily, Shimon taught his students, Nazarite vows spelled trouble. Too often, they were, honestly, the easy way out. You let yourself get carried away in a moment, you feel immensely guilty for having been so weak, you pledge to make things right by depriving yourself of a host of earthly pleasures, it's a pattern familiar to, say, anyone who's ever tried a no-carb diet. 
But this, Shimon believed, was a very bad way to go about life. If your emotional and spiritual pursuit is nothing more than a series of very low lows punctuated by very high highs, you're eventually going to wear yourself out. Life wasn't about succumbing to these urges, both destructive and pious, but about working through them, about understanding the bad and the good, about reconciling body and soul. And that's why Shimon kissed the shepherd and accepted his offering. The young man may have taken the extreme and easy way out, but before he did, he stopped and acknowledged that his beauty wasn't his, that it was God's gift, and that, therefore, it shouldn't be dismissed as altogether undesirable, but merely regarded as a distraction that had to be mastered. Just as some of us struggle to learn how to eat with gusto and yet remain healthy, the shepherd was struggling to learn how to appreciate his beauty and remain committed to a virtuous life. At the heart of this insight stands a really simple yet completely radical commitment to including your body and your soul alike in your devotional process. No sooner had our rabbis decreed praying daily, for example, than they also advised us to rock gently back and forth while uttering the sacred words, a practice still known today as shuckling, from the Yiddish word for shaking. They did so because the rabbis knew that real trance-like devotion couldn't just be turned on or off by sitting or standing and reciting text. To truly talk to God, or for that matter, to truly talk to yourself, you need to bring your whole body into the conversation. This, too, is why religious Jews wear tefillin, the small leather boxes containing verses from the Torah that are affixed to our heads and our arms with leather straps. If something is truly sacred, Judaism teaches us, if something is truly holy, you should feel it in your limbs just as tightly as you do in your heart. This has been Take One. If you enjoyed the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.